A Syracuse Sports Center starts now. Good morning, I'm Joe Salzone. The Yankees beat the Blue Jays 10-2. The Yankees erupted with six of the first, powered by a grand slam from Greg Bird. It was Bird's second home run in as many games. But the news was not all good, as Yankee shortstop Didi Gregorius left with a heel injury. The Mets beat the Phillies 8-2. Mets scored four in the second. Jason Vargas allowed two runs and five in the third innings for the win. The game was played in Williamsport, Pennsylvania as part of the kickoff to the Little League World Series. Am I going on now? Go Am I continuing? Yeah. Someone doesn't know pop culture. There's no pop culture. He didn't know what that and, meant. And uh, Duke <laughs> wrapped up their preseason Canadian tour. Star freshman A.J. Barrett had 23 points and 11 assists. He finished the three-game series with 92 combined points. I'm Joe Salzone. The Daniel Baldwin Show starts now. Thank you, Joseph. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Ah! Hey now. Fun-filled weekend, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of Baldwinisms, oh Baldwin spottings. We were knee-deep in Baldwin this it was, weekend. It was frightening. It was frightening. All over the social medias and uh, <laughs> websites. It Listen, none of the drama ever gets printed mm-hmm. because no one's going to give it up. Of course, yours truly will. Um, so... My family, the the uh, the dynamic between all the different personalities, as you can imagine, is pretty complex. So Billy's coming to town. Billy's coming down from Toronto and going to come down and see my mom. This starts on like Thursday of last week. Hey, I'm coming down for two days, which means everyone has to drop everything because Billy is very rarely in town, and we're all going to do something. And normally, Alec, Billy, Stephen, and myself rented homes on Scanny Atlas Lake, and we would get together uh, for two weeks in the beginning of August. Well, now I live here, so no longer I live on a lake, but it's not Scanny Atlas Lake. Um, and um, Alec didn't come this year. Billy, for the first time in many years, didn't rent. So Billy coming down was, hey, let's all get together. It was kind of the two days that we were going to get together instead of two weeks. Well, I offered to give my house and have a big barbecue and go out in the boat and go fishing and do all this stuff because there's a lot of kids involved, too. That uh, this person wanted to do it, that person couldn't do it, this person couldn't come. You know, there's 50 people involved in this equation. And out of all of that, my niece Haley, my brother Stephen's daughter, who's engaged to Justin Bieber, shows up in Scanny Atlas for two days, which immediately then fractured the entire family. Well, I mean, we love Daniel's house and we know that he's going, but Justin Bieber's in town. Yahoo! And now there's this whole entity that has to get to Scanny Atlas to go see Justin Bieber. And I mean, aren't you going to come down to see. Uh, I could care whether he's in town. I didn't even know him. I mean, the the bottom line for me is this is my brother Stephen's daughter, Haley, who I've watched grow up since she was a little girl. As long as she's happy, I'm happy. <laughs> Why good. was she in Skinny Alice? Is she still a family there or something? Um, you know, Skinny is something that's been in our life for a yeah. long time, so I guess maybe they wanted to get away, and there really is no getting away for that kid. No. And now she's a part of that equation, and that has skyrocketed her celebrity. Um 
and and you know Yoko Ono, this one, that one. You know, I mean, I, I get it. Um, she has a, a a career of her own. You know, she's a, a pretty accomplished model. She's the guest girl now, and she's done quite well on her own. Very beautiful girl. She got that great MTV show. Yeah, she's got that. She <laughs> dropped the, dropped the mic. Yeah, I watched it one time. It's not my stuff, but uh, you know, I guess it's got an audience because they're reordering it. So. Uh, but but at any rate, so I guess everyone was going to drop what they're doing. Now, my sister Beth has six kids, five girls in a row, Jessica, Jacqueline, Jennifer, Jean, and Jill, and then Jonathan, her son. So uh, they're, they're, as you can imagine, having six kids in nine years, these girls were fiercely competitive. And you know there was so much nitpicking and girl stuff. The guys would punch each other in the face. And then you know, a half hour later, we're playing wiffle ball in the driveway mm-hmm. with a black eye. And that was that. You know, We moved on. But girls are absolutely vindictive psycho killers. I mean, it's it's unbelievable the level of dirt that they'll go to. Of those girls, Jean, my niece that uh, lives in in Scanny Atlas, is absolutely you know knows all about the savviness of of uh, uh, social media and marketing and blah, And she is an absolute social media whore. I love you, Jean. You're a whore. Um, so. <laughs> So she, so from a social media standpoint, made sure she got out there at the Krebs with Weitzman, who will be in studio, great guy, Adam, um, uh, to do our show. He's doing a benefit for the Carol M. Baldwin Breast Cancer Research Fund of Central New York. We're going to do some celebrity bartending at his place on Thursday evening. Uh, but Biebs goes to meet Billy and meet Gene and some other people in the family all at the Krebs. Now, I'm having a barbecue with 30, 25, 30 people in my house. I'm not going anywhere. Um, but they, it's funny watching my family for, for the morning portion, then come to my house and then split from my house as fast as they could to meet him at some other restaurant. And I went, yeah, no, no, I got to clean up. I want to clean this whole wreck and do this. So there's been, um, a lot of people asking me questions about it. And the answer is, I don't know anything about it. I don't know him. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't invited. The question (laughs) I have to you is, do your kids, do your two daughters want to meet the Biebs? Um, yeah, they're in that age group, 10 and 8, where they you know jump up and down and go, oh my God, Justin Bieber, am I going to come to the wedding? Am I going to come? And so my answer is, no, probably not, unless Haley calls and says, do you want to come? Or, I, you know, it's funny. The logical thing for me would have been, why wouldn't you just come over my house? We're already having 30 family members there and just come to a barbecue where no one could photograph you, no yeah. one could bother you. No one's going and, to Cleveland. And, right. I guess no one's coming to Cleveland. <laughs> but but in, there, there's a part of that, too, that is kind of cool, you yeah, know, because I, I, I wanted my own. You know, I'm 57 years old, but I had a run at it, not Justin Bieber level run at it, but I had a run at it where you went places and they photographed you and they showed up at your openings and they came to your house and went through your mail and did all that kind of crazy stuff. And, um, you know, but I, I can't imagine what it's like it, that this, this is, you know, my career on 10 million steroids for Justin Bieber. He's a gigantic, you know, celebrity and I get it, but, um, I like living out there, man. I like my wife doesn't. I like would it love as it. Much. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, it looks yeah. nice from the videos you posted right there on the you water. Haven't, you, you haven't even come to the house yet, you know. So we should start talking about that. Yeah, before well, it gets cold. When do we want to do the fish trip? The boat's in. Anytime, man. I'm in. Well, let's get before our calendars football out. season. Let's get our calendars out. Um, Your brother uh, Billy is in the TV series The Purge. That's oh, he's, he's in the purge. <laughs> yes, it's oh, like one of the I'm big... so excited about yeah, that he, show. He's going to be Billy in is the, the purge. purge. Yes. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. That's Billy what he's here purge. filming. I was just uh, stalking a Baldwin myself, and he's wow. going to be in the purge. Oh, dude, I love that idea. Did you see my new tampon commercial coming out? <laughs> 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 
Well, you're still my favorite Baldwin because I thank get to see you, you every day. I Why, mean, thank you very much. I don't much. care what Billy is doing in his so, life. I like his Alex, show. my favorite. Sorry. Well, I know, buddy up. Yeah. So, you're, so you're, you're, you're on vacation for a week, and uh-huh. I have to say, I did some speculation. I'm like, oh, what, what is the life of a week off with Josh Lebron? Yes. Because you got kids, you got your wife. Are you catching up on, I mean, people don't realize that I had to live your life for when I was on the Parrot Show, the Good Morning Parrot Show. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to live your life uh, for several months. It's a grind, 3 a.m., getting up, drink. That alarm this morning was tough, I'll tell you that much. But I, it, most of my week was spent, we did a couple of road trips, like we went up to Tupper Lake, you ever been up there? Yep. That's real nice. What's up, up there? there? It's up in the Adirondacks, we did a day trip up there. They got this thing called the Wild Experience, where you get to like walk out in the trees, and just a fun drive, you go through Lake, uh, not, it's not at Lake Plaston, but it's close. How and, far away is it? What's, what kind of drive? It was, uh, what was it, probably two and a half, yeah, three yeah. hours there. And then two and a half, three hours back, did that. We went down to Cortland for a, there's a indoor water park down there. Did a lot of dates. There's trips. an indoor water park in Cortland? Dude, Cascade Indoor Water Park. Is it it's as, an hour from right here. Is it as nice as a... Uh, 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 like a Great Wolf Lodge? Yeah, Great Wolf it's Lodge. It's not as big, but it's super dope. It's a Greek peak. Take the kids. Can, is your hotel? Oh, it's, dude, it's so nice. Yes. It is the nicest. Uh, from an, it, it is a hidden gem. We go there a couple of times a year, so it's got it's like set up for ski people because the Greek Peak and all them do the ski stuff. So the hot hotels like all woodsy and it, they're planning, you know, for ski people to stay there for a week right, at a time. Right, right. But in the summer and right now and even in the winter, you go, you get a hotel room, you do a couple of days at the indoor water park. Because great, because Great Wolf has like themed rooms, jungle. Room yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. We've and done so, that too. But I end up going there with the kids. And I'm out three grand yeah, by the time dude, I'm it done. Ain't, it ain't cheap. This place is, is much more affordable. We do that. We go down. It's just an hour from here. So probably like an hour and a half from your place. I That's bet really like close. I, I bet like they'd that. like it. Forrest, have you ever been? No. Do some water slides, bro? I did water slides for six hours on Friday. So you have the ability to sit here and the opportunity to sit here with the great, the great morning ce- celebrity, Josh. You, you, yeah. you have a gross fence here. Mm, His yes, words. You must be. You must be hanging on every word. And of course... Power producer of almost two decades. I'm not a Paulie the mole. <laughs> so, while that's happening, and I glance over you, and you're staring off afar, paying no attention to what we're saying. How dare you? How dare you? How He's just thinking you? about killing his next victim. <laughs> wow. So my fart, week was mostly I, uh, my wife telling me to do things and then getting well, mad no, at me. No, okay, so go ahead. Put, get your well, hand no, up. No, yes, go, ahead, go ahead. Talk. Yes, I'll, sir, in the back I'll, row. I'll, if you're going to continue on Josh's life before you get into your next topic. I'll, I was uh, just going to say that I, I apparently am I'm being told, and she's right, I'm not taking a, a, I'm not being assertive enough and doing household chores without being asked. Okay. So that was a discussion. So let, me you, let me give you the key. Yeah. One of the very few advantages, besides the love that you feel and the bonding and that you create, while, we, let's face it, when it comes to your children, we all become sculptors, and mm-hmm. no one really gives you a, a class on the sculpting. So your first one is your experiment, you know? Yeah. And remember, each piece of clay has variables to it. You know, the kids are different. So you're out there, you're sculpting these children. One thing that I have learned over the years, because I had to do it once, and then I, then I, a big gap of time. Now I have little children. My oldest is thirty-three, so I had a restart, and I'm very experienced at this now. So I've learned a lot of lessons. Riding on the lawnmower and cutting the lawn without the catcher on it is how you cut your lawn. Because then I put a rake in both kids' hands, and that's one day <laughs> they're oh, out there good call. and they're raking. Those kids are. You, you, if you teach them to do stuff around the house. 
Um, I have two English mastiffs. When they poop, it's like a sh- it's like a horse, and, <laughs> yeah. my, and my kids have it's to go out and pick it up every other day. Go around the property. They go five, six times a day, and they have to pick up those giant scoops and put them over by this one tree that we keep it all at. And there's chores. They make their bed every day. Now I've got Robin's gone. Do you think I'm making my bed? No, you go both go in and make my bed. Nice. See, I don't have. The, I, haven't, and, and I haven't done and, that. And they're yet. nine and ten. Yeah. And and vacuuming and doing stuff. So. I become more the the uh, um, the, the manager, drill sergeant. If no, you I'm the manager. Yeah. Well, I I had to be the drill sergeant to get it to the place where it's at, but now I'm the manager. I you know, and I use the takeaway method. So right now I can promise you that if Forrest walked in with a video camera, my kids are both headset on, knee deep in video, which is very rare during the school year. They're not allowed to touch, even watch TV during the week. Mm-hmm. So on the weekend, they're jonesing. You know, they want to see what's going on with videos. They want to watch the Justin Bieber stuff. They want to catch up. My kids walk in when I'm checking out at the market. And they pick up the magazines, and they know the storyline behind every person on the cover. Oh, Demi, she OD'd. Demi Lovato OD'd. Yeah, she's in trouble again. Her mother's really upset. She went to rehab twice. But I'm looking at her going, well, how do you know that? Well, it's the phone. Because yeah, when I do give her the phone, mm-hmm. yeah. they go on those star things, and they read up on Selena Gomez is going to kill Haley because she really wanted Justin. She's really distraught. She's suicidal. She's This is stuff my kids are talking about. It's just because someone thinks that doesn't mean that's true, honey. So you should be careful. Yeah. About, oh, no, no, no. She's really upset. She thought she had Justin. She thought they were soulmates. She thought they were. I'm like, oh, my God. So crazy. All in the drama. So, I've been sucked into a vortex now. You I have a weird question for what you. Do, tell me. Are you on a TV series right now that's in post-production called Damage Control? Uh, it's a show that I did. Because uh, you filmed like 10 episodes. Yeah, it's a show, uh, uh, a, a filmmaker um, that I know, Andy Bowles, who, uh, a great story, actually. He's married now, thanks to me. Um, I was on a movie that I was doing uh, called um, HOA down in Texas. Andy was on the movie. And a girl who I'd never met before, but her mother knew my mom from up here, Faith Stanick, so, um she emailed me and said, hey, if there's anything you're doing down in Texas or anything, and I've never actually physically met her, but we've chatted before. So I said, I met Andy on the movie, and I thought, and he was a, a, a director and producer in the movie of por- porno films. <laughs> so he has this sidekick girlfriend, and I went, Faith, I said, I'm going to ask the producers of this movie. I go, I think you're supposed to meet this guy, Andy Bowles. I don't know why, but it came to me last night that you and him are going to get together. And she went, let me see his picture. I send the picture. And she goes, no, no, no. I like really dark Italian men with their hair slicked back. And, you know, she's works in nightclubs and is a bartender and is, owns several salons. And I said, I know he's a Southern gentleman, you know, long hair, Andy. I go, but I have the weirdest feeling you and he are going to get together. So I'm going to find out if I can get you this role. I tell him, there's this girl. I show you, wow, she's really pretty, blah, blah, blah. He goes, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm not into the whole club thing. I'm a Texas hunting, fishing, but I go, okay, just hear me out. She comes down two days later. They move into my house together. They've been in, they've been together since four years now, and they're married. So Andy is doing a TV series, and he's going to shoot this webisode kind of thing. And of course, he says, you know, can you come down? I, you know, I don't have hardly any money, and blah blah. I said, yeah, man, I'll do you a favor. You know. I'm, kind of a wedding gift, let them go if he can sell it. So yes, I am technically affiliated. If they go to series, watch out, Andy, because my number's going to go up. <laughs> so if it goes to series, the... you might be going to do a TV show somewhere? 
No, because my character would be somebody I'd say, shoot me on Friday, Saturday. You know, I'll be down there in Jersey. You're so. right oh, on gotcha. the cover. You're right on the big poster. I was really good in the show. What do you want? Of course I'm on the cover. Where else would you put me? He understands what I can't you? get them to understand here at this radio station. All right. Point the camera at the money and turn the camera on. Go. Should we take a break now? We'll I think we break. should take a break on that. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's time for... Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Uh, um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Are you all following the Asian games closely? What? <laughs> what? The Asian games are happening right now, and four Japanese basketball players have been kicked off their team because they, quote, spent a night in a hotel with women. Wow. The Japanese officials do not like that. So are, are these under underage kids? Are they kids hookers? Or well, yeah, yeah, why yeah, are yeah, they exactly. not? What's... It says uh, that eight of the—so the, they said the players' behavior was a clear breach of the of the team's conduct code— which specifies athletes to be role models. All it says is uh, they spent an evening in a hotel room with women. Four of these players. Did they over tip, or what did they? What, I mean, what exactly? <laughs> all right, all right. Here's the here's the story. Asian Games Japan basketball players sent home for paying women for sex. Oh, it doesn't say that in my yeah. NBC. Yeah. Ah. See, I don't got that in my NBC one. It just says spent a night in a hotel with women. That's going to answer it the, right the, there. Go to the BBC. Okay, so hang on a second. So how old are these players? Are, are we talking about like 25? I mean, again, I'm not condoning this, but it, it's so interesting to me when you're allowed to as a sport or a governing body to intervene and when you're not. It, I mean, it looks Paying like they're all of age, illegal. but it's still they. The Japanese committee decided they were not upholding. Right, but but okay. So you bring up a good point. Um, again, all, all that fascinates me is the line in the sand and how it keeps moving. Paying. So 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 you're saying, well, that's illegal, but is it in some bylaw of the sports team that says because um, smoking marijuana is illegal in most states, but if you live in the state of Washington and you're a Seattle Seahawk, you should be able to smoke weed. Because it's legal in the state of Washington now. But the league has made it illegal. You know what I mean? So uh, the, the ball bounces so erratically all over the place. But everybody has that clause in their contracts, really, you know? There's like, a clause in your contract that says if you pay for hookers, you're off the team? No, but if you do something that embarrasses the company, you're going to get fired. Okay. So if it wasn't a legal action and, and the team found out about it and said, hey, I saw... Uh, uh, you know, Freddie, Freddie, and you know, a girl came. Me so horny came out of Freddie's room, <laughs> and uh, um, I think he paid for sex last night. Okay, so that's half the NBA. Hey now, but you get you can't <laughs> pay for it. If it's free, it's fine. Oh, what? so free, oh, it's so free. Yeah, right, gotcha. I see. I see. Thank it's you for saying. Okay. So obviously, a receipt fell out of this young lady's hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm guessing they got probably caught in a sting or something. Wow. Is that what they call it now, Sting? <laughs> Adrian Peterson will meet with the Washington Redskins today. Gosh, I want to say that it really matters, but I don't know if it matters for AD and AP anymore. So what? It's a so what for it's us? It's kind of a so Is this what? the Redskins? Wow. <laughs> now that's spoken. No ruin. Right, you... That's spoken because you're a Giant fan. This is why I've told you. You will not be successful in this business yes. if you have to wear. It's the same thing here as being, you know how hard it is to say to John Wildhack, 
What if they only win four? You know, I mean, when we do that, you don't think I want Syracuse to win. I want Syracuse to win the national title every yes. year in every sport they play. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think that they're going to even go to a bowl game this year. And that's hard for me to say because I'm going to go to the games and want them. I'm going to want them to beat the teams that I predicted will beat them for sure. So it's a, a double-edged sword. But you're a fan. You're a fan. You're a Giants fan. So me, the, the second I brought up, we brought up another team in the <laughs> NFC East, so what? It's Washington. You can't wear your <laughs> fandom on your sleeve. Yeah, exactly. You got to be uh, yeah. unbiased. Do something about that, Fanny. You got to be more neutral. All right. All right. Suck it up. Work on it. Go Redskins. <laughs> Go Redskins. <laughs> so terrible. After a 12-1 loss to Miami yesterday, the Washington National season is all but over. Oof, that's a huge... Yeah. That's, a that's not a so what. <laughs> Bryce Harper's uh, gone. It's not a so what because they were... They were... The cat's meow mm-hmm. coming into the season, and now they're just a cat's turd. They have a 62-63 record, seven games out of first place in their division. Isn't it interesting when you come in and you think that's uh, – I kind of was waiting for that to happen to Golden State. Uh, when they traded for uh, Durant, and it just they were so stocked and loaded, and I thought, watch, both of them are going to get hurt now or something. They're going to win <laughs> 45 games. <laughs> I am. I, I, when, when it seems so obvious, that's when that's when things crash and burn. Go, baby. I it, the Nationals, they blew so many opportunities over the past few years. Like you, just yeah. going back to that bench in Strasburg for the playoffs, and just they they've blown it. They they're getting their uh, comeuppance for. And you know, and DC really rallied behind them too. I mean, they they, yeah. they they have a base of fans that are rabid to see something happen. That's why I think uh, um, it's going to be really really exciting to watch the Raiders play in Vegas. That, that's going to be so exciting because you have a guarantee the 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 fan base I think can be pretty wa- pretty wide ranging though I don't think you're guaranteed to have diehard Oakland fans because I think the hotels are going to buy 200 tickets apiece and give them away to their high rollers oh, yeah. to go to the games so you're not going to have a, a guaranteed dedicated Raider base out there you're just going to have people from all over the world that want to see an NFL game that's going to be so exciting I can't wait for that. Uh, Bryce Harper and Daniel Murphy were also put on trade waivers yesterday, so they've pretty much given up on their season. Nobody, I'm, I'm sure they'll finish out the season where they are, but but it's seven yeah. games out. This is, I think, it was August 14th that the Yankees were 14 out or something like that, and they came back and won the World Series that year um, on the Bucky Dent home run in Boston, 77 or 78, somewhere in there. Um, and I, and I and I think to myself, well, it's not over, but I mean to phone it in at seven out. Yeah, but when you've got that one season from nineteen seventy, could you do that again? Look at look at look at his finger. Hold no, turn it this way. Turn, look at it. It's hooked. It's also five times longer than his penis. <laughs> he has the longest fingers for a guy who's your height. I'm, My God. I'm Speaking, Arsenio Hall. You are so, totally. Speaking of fingers, an argument between two golfers at a Massachusetts golf club turned bloody Friday when one of the men bit off the other player's thumb. He bit his thumb off? They got in a fight. 47-year-old man who was not identified was arrested on the scene and charged with mayhem. He got an altercation. At some point, he got the guy's thumb in his mouth, and he bit it off. Down to the knuckle, they said. Do we have a... <laughs> down to the knuckle. Do we have, do we have more details no. on what the... I'm no, fascinated still... by... How does he get down to 
Sparing, I'm the only guy in the history of Nassau County, which is on Long Island, to ever have a fist fight or to assault someone during a golf match. My first golf match. You fought somebody? My first golf match, I, I separated my elbow my junior year wrestling. And I could not go to the tryouts for the baseball team to, to show up. And Coach Lang, our baseball coach, said, I'm not holding a spot for you. He didn't like me very much. I went, I started in 10th grade. Why would you not? I'm, I'm already. I'm not on the team. No, you have to be to tryouts like everybody else. So my elbow didn't heal in time. So I decided I was going to go out for the golf team. So I got out for the golf team, and they only play the first six players. So I end up playing um, number three on the team. I open up in the first match as number three. So number one and two go out first against number one and two on this other team. We were playing Calhoun High School. Those guys drove, and then when they got pretty far out there. Uh, Number three and four of uh, from Calhoun, they drove. Our number four drove, and they went, you can hit. And I went, I think I can reach them. I'm going to wait. And they went, no, they're all the way around the corner. I can see you. I went, I think, and sure enough, I fly the ball over their heads. It lands. They all look back like, well, you idiot. you know. But it was a pretty long hit for a kid that was 16. So I get out there, and my ball is probably 25 yards from the green, and it's embedded in the ground in the middle of the fairway. So he's walked up and stepped on my ball, the number one player at Calhoun. Well, he doesn't realize, I'm a football player and a wrestler. I'm really not a golfer. So I walk immediately up to the green and I go, who stepped on my ball? And the kid turns and goes, you hit into us. Bang! I just dro- oh. I dropped him on the green. <laughs> dropped him. So I hit the kid. And they're all looking at each other going, did you just punch this guy? And the coaches who play ahead of number one and two came running from the tee box and the, what are you doing? So I got disqualified from my first match. Oh, I dropped the kid on the green. Savage balls. So I can story. see. I can see why it can get to this. It's the gentleman's sport. Can, it is. Uh-uh. It is. But I can see why it could get to this. So I want to know what did Knuckles do to to <laughs> infuriate this guy? Did he step on his ball? I, I like mean, to know. Did, I want to know. I'm gonna, they were probably about. friends. Yeah. Forrest, you're on that. I want to know more details. I want a police report. It. I want it all. Other side of this. We want you to uh, go. N- Knuckle deep. Go knuckle this, deep on yeah. this story. Yeah. All right. Other <laughs> side of spots, uh, obviously not a so what, so I took it out of this segment, but we'll talk Stephen A. Smith's recent visit to Syracuse University. I got audio and uh, Daniel has thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> Daniel has thoughts. We'll be right back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. You gotta, if you don't point at me, I can't talk. I'm frozen. I'm mesmerized by your presence. My giant fingers. Yeah. Your big Arsenio Hall fingers. <laughs> I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the dog watcher and tell her she's using the wrong appendage. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow, that was strong. Uh, so, I know you looked at this too, and you were just as amazed as I am, Josh. That Stephen A. Smith, who, by the way, when he started, he was nobody and was just coming up. Back in the early 90s, in the middle 90s, which is, sadly, i got to say 20, 25 years ago now, um, he was on Best Damn Sports Show, which I was on for a while, uh, and we did a lot of work together. We, we interviewed some people together. I interviewed him. Um, r- really nice guy, actually. You know, he, he's kind of that highly opinionated, loud guy, but he's, he's really a very intelligent and, and a nice guy. I like Steven. Um, so he's in town. Mm-hmm. Now, Paulie... I think you hit it on the head because I was trying to figure out Stephen A's in town addressing the Syracuse University football team. Wild Hack got him is what your opinion is, and, and I got to agree. Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah. He had dinner with Wild Hack. I mean, he used to work for Wild Hack. So. Right, right. So, Johnny, now, now we're the sports station. We're ESPN, the, the, the epitome of sports, and yet 
we were not invited to listen to the speech. We had no knowledge of it. I, I don't understand how this bubble up here we call Syracuse doesn't get how social media and how this marketing thing works. We would be talking about Syracuse football. We would be talking about Stephen A. We would be talking about, unless, do they just don't care? Or how do we not know Stephen A. Smith's here? He's a, 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 a renowned national figure It was in on sports. a Sunday. He may have wanted to just do it under the Okay, you know what? We got to circumvent. And, you know, we love Johnny Wildhack. He came on the show. We're going to see him in a number of things. I'm going right to Babers now. When you talk to Babers, anyone out there listening, tell him he needs to he needs to give the jingle over to the doctor, and and I'll take care of business and make sure that we get the necessary things out there because they don't know. They, I don't believe that that um, a lot of people even know what they're doing up here. I don't. Why does why isn't uh, Big Danny B in there giving a, a pep talk? I don't even care about being the one that does a pep talk. I care about the fact that we should have been there to say hi to Steven. We should have been there to say hi to Coach Babers. This is a big ESPN guy that's in town. Johnny Wildhack should have called us and said, "Hey, by the way, we have." And not to mention the fact that you know we we have a presence here in the radio, and uh, just I, I can I can go on and on and on about the multi level marketing that was missed, the potential of doing by us not being invited, or us not even knowing that Stephen was there, or for us to interview Stephen on the side for two minutes. He and makes get a, a good point because I, I was thinking about this on my vacation that I don't network enough. I got to get out and meet people and like talk to people. You want to know who's smart? You want to know who's smart? My niece Jean is smart. Because Gene blew off my because Gene Gene blew off my picnic <laughs> mm-hmm. and grabbed Billy to show up at Adam Weitzman's uh, restaurant the uh, the Krebs because Bieber and Haley were there and so what did Gene do she drove Justin back to his car with Haley and then got out of her car with all the people taking pictures and opened the door like she was a limo driver because once she opened the door she spun around and she was in every picture being taken with Justin and Haley. Good on you. Way to go, Gene. Way to parlay this in as she's working for uh, 1911 now. She's their marketing person. And you think she's not posting those pictures? She sure is. And she's going to use it, and she's going to make money. This is how it goes. So when I go to a Syracuse football game, and I see that because we're playing uh, Wake Forest, and there's only half the audience in there, it's because you don't know how to market this properly to get that place filled. Period. So you should be doing things necessary. These are the types of things to get us to talk about Syracuse football, us to talk about Dino Babers, us to talk about the university. Us, we're not invited to that? Well, I'm, I'm not going to be positively talking about it. Now I'm going to talk about how you should fire your marketing people. Oh, my goodness. Get rid of all of them. Clean the house, Johnny. The opinions. Wild hat, clean them up. The opinions <laughs> shared on this show are Kill that him, Johnny. Kill or be killed. Daniel Baldwin. Kill or be killed. And Daniel Baldwin only. <laughs> Kill or be killed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're gonna protect your other little job over there. Killer be killed. Get me in there. Listen. In, in, Please in, send in, your hate mail too. In, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the movie Dog Day Afternoon, there's a great there's a great set. Of, uh, Attica. Yeah. Yeah. Attica. Attica. Mm-hmm. Well, Pacino's sitting in the bank and the phone rings, mm-hmm. and he and he thinks that it's gonna be uh, Charles Durning across the street, the detective that's handling the case, and he picks up the phone and he hear kill them all. Take your bayonet. And he hangs up the phone because it's some like, crazy person telling him to kill all mm-hmm. the people there. That's me. That's me right now. Johnny Wildhack, call me. I'll come in. I'll clean house. Get rid of all those bums you have marketing. And we're going to make this thing. We're going to turn this thing in for our big four-win season. I get... Oh! I get... Polly <laughs> <laughs> just vomited. You threw so much at him. He just wow. threw up. I, wow. I get the need to network. I need to do it. I, I realized this when Josh and I went to this podcasting convention. I know 
so many people in this business just for having been in it 25 years. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really weird to me. Like, people I didn't think knew me would come up and say hi to me. And it was yeah. kind of strange. I'm going to I'm gonna get cards printed. I'm going to go official. Man, I'm, I'm on a radio show here, and the guys, this guy, uh, Jeremy Garlic, is making these movies up here, doing a great job. He bought this junior high school up in Liverpool, converted it into a studio. I get all them, come on down, Daniel, come see what we're doing. Let me show you. I mean, this is a smart guy. This guy's building a film hub here. He gets it. He gets, maybe not necessarily me so much, but the last name Baldwin and blah, 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 and that I can help him and he can help me and we might be find ways to do some stuff together. Uh, and so we're working on that now. He gets it. He gets it. Um, it's hard for me to get other people to get it up here. It's hard. Wow. Look really at the hard. support you're getting from Four-time All-American Rick Beardsley tweeting at us saying, Danny B is right when it comes to marketing the team better. Rick Beardsley on your side. And there's a guy who knows. There's a guy who knows. Listen, I'm not saying I'm the, I'm the, I'm the draw up here or anything, but if you knew better, if you checked with me, if someone here at the station was invited or someone from Dino Baber's office had some type of I would have said, oh, did you know that I worked on a national televised show, which was a big show for a while, for a full year with Stephen A. So just for the sake of uh, for Stephen A to say, hey, Daniel Baldwin lives up here. He wanted to stop. He'd go, I'm sure Stephen would have gone, man, tell him to come. For sure. I'd love to see him. But there's not that communication. And there's not there, there, there's a lot of islands here. There's not a lot of mainland. The islands work independently. I agree with other. him on that. I'm trying to bridge some islands, too. I uh, engineered the Stephen A. Smith show for three years at Jets training camp. I wonder if we had dropped my name. Oh. Stephen A. But, Smith. But don't, but, but don't hey, kid oh, yourself. the guy who I never talked to for three years? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what? I, I think you might be wrong about that. I think that Stephen's the kind of guy that would remember that. He's a very fact finder, very intelligent guy i think he might have known that you were the producer did you want to give Daniel i can't a little guarantee bit of the audio? Would, did you want to hear a little yeah, bit let's, of it? let's hear what steven says i uh he he went and spoke to in the to the football team yeah that's what grinding is all about it's about never being satisfied understanding that if you're standing still or going backwards you ain't living That's what winners are made of. And the beauty about you is that you got your whole life ahead of you. The stuff that I'm saying to you right now is applicable in any avenue of life that you walk into. I don't play football. I would never dream of playing football. I ain't want anybody hit me. (laughs) But I take this mentality with me everywhere I go. When I give speeches, I tell people all the time, I'm brilliant because I know I'm not. I'm never satisfied. I learn from people who are brilliant and I steal knowledge from them. The same is applicable to you. If you see somebody that's better than you, if you look in your mind's eye and you know that somebody has something that you don't, why not ask yourself why? Why not ask yourself, how can you get it? Who told you that they get to have a monopoly on greatness? You living, you're breathing, you're eating, you're working. How come you can't get it? You got to ask yourself these questions. And that doesn't mean the answer will always be yes. It doesn't mean the answer 
It's always going to be in an affirmative for you. But what it does mean is the fact that you ask yourself that question means that you are looking for every excuse, every little nugget that you can find, that you can muster to maximize your potential. There it is. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith maximizing. I think the, uh, the name of the, sp- the speech was maximize your potential. Uh, and, and, and again, how ironic that we're talking about how he's talking about how to maximize your potential and what you believe in yourself and so on and so forth. As we now have learned with millennials, um, we're not doing what we need to do to maximize our potential here. I don't think they're doing in their marketing division what I said over there. So we need to change that. We need to change it. Ramp it up. Bridge and Islands. Bridge and oh, The like Daniel it. Baldwin story wow. coming soon to paperback. Wow. The story of a lost boy with a porn tape. We'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. So uh, we come in this morning and we like to get together and we talk about different things that we found to be topical, particularly on a Monday, because the weekend has gone by. As you notice, we haven't said a word about preseason football because I'm starting to take on the position of Paulie the Mole. It really doesn't even matter what they do, does it? (laughs) It's so terrible to watch because no one's really playing to... It doesn't seem maybe the first few series to win a little bit, but it's just awful to watch. Just, the teams are focusing on what they need to focus on to get better, and they're playing like one set. They're not running their defenses. Yeah, no, and, 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 and it's almost like they're not really exposing what they're really going to do when you're watching star athletes kind of ha- die, phone it in. You know, What's the Jarvis Landry dirty block situation? Did you see that? Crackback thing. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. stupid. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah. Forrest. Forrest. Forrest is the knowledgeable one on what's topical and Well, Forrest stupid. came in, and I see, you know, as, as he does very efficiently, taking his job very seriously. He's, a, he's doing awesome. I'm going to tell you that much. He's powerful, doing awesome. Powerful Thank young you. producer. Thank you. And he comes in, he goes, Aaron Hernandez's suicide notes have been revealed. It was... Oh, and I said, I said, what? That was the first thing he said to first me when thing. I walked in today, too. First thing. So he's he's got some death fascination. <laughs> Uh, uh, we, 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 oh, it was and, really so, weird. And, and, and there's no, there's no to his daughter, which is very sad. And there's no to his soulmate. And, and I go, you want? And so I didn't say you should read them on there. I said, do you want to read them on there? And he's happily, no, he's, did <laughs> like, no. like, like, mu- like, like Muttley. You yeah. got, you got no. to think for us. That are you a member not- of a cult? No. Tell us the truth. You, no. are you and you and that mother of yours out there in Scanning no. Alice, that crazy grandmother of yours. And what's well, going I did on not out there? Asked to read seconds. his suicide letters. You wanted to read. But you like, did it. You wanted to do a bit on it. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. I brought it up. He wanted to play the daughter reading the note. I got some hilarious suicide I miss you, notes. Daddy. I got some jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote some stuff for the suicide notes. I miss you, Daddy. Uh, uh, that's not a bit. Yeah, Come on, this is an Come on. trying to make We're it a legitimate program. This is yes. why John Wildhack doesn't invite us to see Stephen A. Smith. Ten because seconds. of you, Forrest. Because our okay. producer's pitching suicide note bits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. All, right. So, all right, we're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk to you. Can't later. wait to talk to you all then.